0: Are you tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles.
1: Welcome to the show, it's Relationship Radio, we make healthy relationships simple and easy so once you can do better and know better, you can do better, it's Nicole Cunningham. And Kim Giles, we're excited you're with us today. We are. I'm excited about this topic because we've talked a lot about the conscious and the subconscious mind on a few shows, but we haven't actually really dived into it properly, so it's going to be a good show today. Yeah, I think a
2: lot of people hear us talk about all this programming, your subconscious programming. What is it? I mean, it's kind of hard to get your head around exactly. It's, it's so esoteric
1: and below the surface. It's so true. Maybe I can explain a little bit about why it was important to the 12 shape relationship system so really, I I was curious when I started all of my research um, and and what has now evolved into the 12 shape relationship system. uh, I worked with 7,000 families for eight years. And and the real question when I was doing that research is how can the same group of people or two people go through the same experience and have a completely different outcome? Because we see that. We see people that go through tragedy and, and, and traumatic experiences, but they process things differently.
2: Well, and any two people that even experience or watch the same thing, we see the a lot with witnesses, you can have all these witnesses that saw the same thing happen and their stories are all different. And it's really because we see the world as we are and we're all different.
1: And so we see the world through a different lens. And I guess this is what really fascinates me about the human mind and psychology is that even with twins, you can have two people with the identical characteristics and DNA who have completely different behaviors and traits and fears and patterns. And this is because of our subconscious mind. So Really, this led me to, to start questioning, why is it that some people recover and some people don't? Because the conscious mind wants to be whole again. So let's just create a bit of a painted a picture that somebody who goes through the same grief, they lose a loved one. Somebody goes through it, grieves, moves on. But another person, that's the beginning of a cascade of spiral and they never really recover. So why does that happen? Well, it's because of the subconscious mind. Even though both people are consciously saying, this feels horrible, I'm suffering, I don't like grief, I'm trying to move forward, it has two completely different outcomes because of the subconscious mind. Now, the subconscious mind develops its
2: way of processing and seeing the world from all the experiences that you have ever since you were small. And Nicole, you and I both read about research that even when we're in the womb, we are experiencing emotions and things that are that the the mother is going through and we're already drawing conclusions about who we are and how we fit and how the world works and and once you're born to age 7 is the time that most experts believe all of our subconscious programming is put in place. So I know when we have a new client, we like to spend quite a bit of time asking them how their childhood was, what kind of family they came from. Did they feel safe? Did they not feel safe? Did they always feel like they they had to please the, the parent? Because whatever things you went through, they were the experiences you drew these conclusions and made these subconscious rules
1: about, Now, I remember learning this at college and it was such a a huge light bulb experience for me because when I was in my mother's womb, she lost her father, which was actually the death of her second parent that she'd lost in a few years. And I remember learning then that that's why I was unable to process grief. Now, although I hadn't lost anybody, I had this un, un- realistic, completely inconsolable fear about losing the people that I loved that drove a lot of my anxiety and a lot of my behavior throughout high school. So learning this at college was such a light bulb thing was to, okay, well, I'm not broken. And it's not that I'm just in fear of impending doom. This is actually what I'm wired. So the subconscious mind is, and that that zero to seven is where we learn and create beliefs and ideas about the world and the world around us. So Nicole, many people don't know, I have a, a daughter that's
2: adopted and we adopted her when she was nine days old. And she has had trust issues her whole life and fear of abandonment. And it's really easy to see how even as an, a, a small baby on her first day, her mother really relinquished her and didn't want her. and And obviously that would make you feel like you're not sure people really love you and want you and, and to fear abandonment. And I find that with a lot of adopted kids, the same kind of fear. So that's just
1: another example of how those programs Come yeah. to be. And and we believe here on Relationship Radio that everything happens for a reason, that there's purpose and meaning. So this is not about, well, we've got to deal with the lot that we were dealt, that bad, you know, deck of cards from zero to seven, and we have to spend our own whole life kind of sorting through the abandonment and the loss. We believe that life is a classroom. And so this wiring is really an opportunity for growth and learning. And I think that's such a healthier mindset for everybody.
2: Yeah, that way we're not broken. We're never broken. You just had an interesting classroom journey created by those early experiences. And most of them did create fears about where we fit. Are we good enough? What does it take to get love? And whatever those experiences created in you has just set you up for the perfect classroom journey for you. At least you have the option of seeing it this way if you'd like to.
1: Yeah, and so we then have translated a lot of the themes that we see um, and and that came from the research into the 12 shape relationship system. So if you're not aware yet of your shape and and maybe some of the the subconscious stuff that's even there, we want to encourage you to to take the the online survey at 12shapes.com or text 12shapes to 801-666-2932 where you'll actually have an insight there of what kind of subconscious stuff is there that you may not even know is there. So the way you'll find that is look at what the core fears are for your shape
2: so if you have a core fear of failure chances are you got a program early on in your life that was I, I, I need love and reassurance from other people I'm afraid I'm not good enough I, I've got to search that out and pursue that validation if, if fear, your fear of loss dominant shape Then you've maybe felt unsafe in the world and your journey is about trusting God or the universe that you are safe so that you can have that firm foundation and stress less and need control
1: less. So I think this, now that we're adults, is is a really big breakthrough because if you're listening to Relationship Radio, you're probably somebody who loves personal development. You're into self-help books. You listen to podcasts. You know, you're doing all the doing, but it's frustrating because you think, goodness me, I'm integrating all this new information into my life. I've got all this desire to change, whether it's that I want to start a business or I want to get find that soulmate or I want to lose the weight or I want to let go of the pain from my past. Whatever it is that you're facing, you're probably sitting in a place where well, you're integrating and saying, I want to be better. And you do all this doing and you try really hard and you still fall short. And this is also because of the subconscious programming. And I remember at college learning that and that being such a breakthrough uh, for me to realize, well, the conscious mind, no matter how hard I'm trying every single day, the subconscious mind's almost fighting against me. And there is this internal conflict. And in some ways, the
2: subconscious mind is more powerful. And and we always teach our clients, it's it's not that it's actually more powerful. It's just that it's faster. So I like to give the example, Nicole, if I'm out in public and I trip, follow my face in front of a bunch of people. That's happened before a few times. uh, I don't decide to feel embarrassed and feel stupid. In a split tenth of a second, I am feeling that. My subconscious program that runs on a fear of failure and fear of looking bad, it takes over so fast that I'm already experiencing that emotion before my brain has even had a chance to consciously think. Now, as soon as I recognize what I'm experiencing... The cool thing is that I do have the power to override that programming. My conscious mind is more powerful and I can choose to believe that my value is not affected by falling in front of people, that what they think of me doesn't change my value and I can choose my way out of the fear and go on my day and be fine. But it's that immediate takeover of that fast
1: subconscious program that's the problem because it just takes over so quick. I love the example that you shared with a client recently about the brownie, that you, I'm at the party and you know what, rationally, consciously, I can have a good night without having a brownie. I'm enjoying my company. I'm having fun with my friends. I don't need the brownie to be happy. And before you know it, that subconscious mind is so fast, the brownie is in your mouth. It's there. <laughs> consciously, you're going, I'm fine without the brownie. But before you know it, it's in your mouth. And that's that's a, just such a great, practical, relatable about the subconscious and the conscious mind
2: well I think we all can recognize there's things that we do that we're not even we're not fully awake and conscious of driving I think is actually an interesting one when you first get your driver's license you're so conscious you're watching every move and every turn and how fast you're going and is your foot on the gas hard enough or not hard enough right you're so conscious that it's awkward But after you've driven for a while, it becomes so subconscious, you can get somewhere and not even really remember
1: driving. That happens to me all the time. Really? I find myself at the same coffee shops, and I just know how to get there, and I get home. (laughs) I (laughs) just, I do. It's like the car takes me these places. Well, I actually (laughs) had an experience. We lived in, in Bountiful, Utah. We
2: moved to Oregon. And then after a while, we moved back to Utah. And one night, I left uh, a speech late at night that I'd given and was driving home. And the next thing I know, I'm in Bountiful. And I'm like, you don't even live here anymore. Wow. You moved to Oregon and then moved somewhere else. That's two moves that you are you forgot about on autopilot. You just drove to Bountiful again. That's amazing. And, and this is a really good example of how our subconscious drives before our conscious mind checks in to what's happening so the thing we've realized being in the personal development business is that we have to help you make changes on both levels we have to learn how to consciously choose better but we also have to
1: help work on that subconscious programming because it's going to still trip you up I just want to bring in at this point that this is really important with interpersonal relationships and the dynamics between you and other people because if you are for example, really trying to work on your marriage right now. And you're thinking, gosh, I'm so sick of these same five fights. We go rounds and rounds and rounds and never to any resolution. This is often because of the subconscious programming of you and your partner that are continuing to come up against each other. So whenever we're meeting new people, we're wanting to learn about their core fears. We're wanting to see them accurately. We're wanting to show compassion and kindness to understand where they're coming from. But we have to do that with our existing relationships as well. So if you are really consciously trying to to fix one relationship in your life. This is why that 12 shape profile is so critical. Look at those core fears because that's probably what's driving these rounds of conflict and confrontation. Absolutely.
2: Uh, so Nicole, let's let's give a specific example of some of the programs. One of the ones that I use a lot just to help my clients understand the principle is I think when I was a small child I I almost went outside dressed really funny. And my clothes didn't match or my pants were on inside out or something. And my mom freaked out. No, no, no. Don't go out like that. What would the neighbors think of us? Mm. And she only had to say that once for this conclusion or this rule to be made in my head. Oh, okay. I need to be afraid of what other people think of me. Okay. I'm going to spend the rest of my life kind of subconsciously always afraid of being judged. And I think that's one that almost all of us picked up somewhere along the line, we watched mom and dad be afraid of judgment and criticism. And so we picked that up Mm -hmm. and that's now a rule in our head. And, and it plays out in every situation with every person I'm
1: around that fear of judgments in play because it's in my program. I had a lot of time in my childhood where my dad worked a lot And a program that that I've discovered now in my adult life is that I've got a story around I'm alone and men don't stay. Because my father just was working. Now, was he doing the wrong thing? No. Was he a loving father and very attentive when he was there? Absolutely. But those zero to seven, that the reality of that absence of a father, and we see that with the de- death of a parent as well, that there was a a policy. So that's an interchangeable. That's a 12 shapes word. We use policy and program interchangeably. But my little five-year-old self made a policy that I am unlovable and men don't stay in my life. And so therefore, that's then gone on to I'm alone. Wow. I, and I'm 35 and I still cycle this. You know right? that. You're my best friend. And, and your girls are kind this. of learning that same policy from you a little bit. And and it worries me because this is what we try to do as parents. We consciously break those cycles, you know. And just yesterday, uh, my daughter it was in the back of the car and we were having our uh, you know, weekly mummy and me time. And she said, you know, you really need to get married again because we need to have a man. We need a dad in our life. And the first thing that I, I did was – kind of have this internal freak out and panic. And then outside of that, I did the, no, we're good. We're fine. We're, we're fine. We don't need anything more. We're incredible. And then, But I've, I've been processing that for the last 24 hours because, again, I have to, I worry about what is this teaching her. But, again, I've got to get into it's a perfect classroom and it's her journey and all the rest of it. But this is the thing. We have to take responsibility. I think that's what I'm trying to say in sharing this this story is that we have to take responsibility. Ability. we know what's there consciously we can see it but we have to do the digging have the awareness have the dialogue what's going on subconsciously for everyone in our life including kids it's funny i think i i learned kind of the opposite
2: one when i was a child because of uh, the religion i grew up in and the community i was taught that you you should not be alone you need to be married and have a partner for your life to be whole and and lately i've been kind of exploring that was just a policy a rule that i picked up early on that that in order to be happy you have to be married and 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 i've started to kind of question that is that really true or for some of us is is that a damaging belief because if that doesn't happen for you you're going to automatically feel unhappy with your life for the rest of your time here and that's not a helpful policy. So I want everybody to recognize I hope that you're seeing how we draw these rules that become policies. Uh, another one I was just reading about this morning Nicole is a policy that our parents taught us when they punished us if we didn't do what they wanted us to do and they rewarded us when we did do what they wanted us to do. So a lot of us have have, have this rule that if you love me you should do what I tell you to do, what I want you to do. And, and in our relationships, we're going to be with someone who's not always going to do what we want them to do. And we will see that as, well, you don't love me then. Because if you loved me, you would make me happy and do what I want. And that's really not fair in a relationship to put that on
1: someone. But again, that's just a rule that we learned as a child. So as you're going through and listening to the show today, we would encourage you to do some journaling, to get out a piece of paper and, and actually look at what happened in my life from zero to seven. What were the life events? Did I move schools? Did I learn? Was I bullied? Did I have an experience with a new person or a family member or a loss? Or- you know, what actually happened and what possibly could I have learned about myself and the world from that experience? This is how we start to begin to piece together for ourselves some of the conscious programming and, and that we have in the subconscious programming and policies that are there. So some of the things to look at is what does it take to be loved? What did you learn
2: as a child was the way to get the love you need? how do you fit in the world? What did you learn about your place and what it took to be accepted in the world? Just kind of jot some of those things
1: down and those policies will start to show up. Now, this is really resonating with you today and you're thinking, goodness, I try so hard to change these things, but it's this subconscious thing that I can't get over. We would love to invite you into our inner circle. Our inner circle is actually an opportunity for you to work with Kim and I every single week. It's a, um, a monthly commitment or annual if you choose to do that. And we have a membership vault full of these subconscious, Uh, resources and reprogramming exercises. So they're a combination of scripts and audios that you listen to. There's worksheets. There's plenty of material in this Uh, this membership vault that you can have access to, to really start working on this stuff, as well as a weekly call. So every Tuesday night here, Mountain Time, uh, you have an opportunity to email us or text us your questions. And we actually address those in the call anonymously, giving you those answers, which means that you're really able to work on this stuff every single week. So Nicole, they can find out
2: more information and join our our community at 12shapes.com. Hey, we've got to take a break, ran out of time already, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the subconscious games that we all play and more importantly give you a formula how to get out of it how to get out of them so join us in a few minutes we'll be right back you're with nicole and kim
0: it's your world motivate change succeed voice Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up coaching program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guests today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio.
2: Welcome back, everyone. You're with Nicole and Kim, and we're talking about subconscious programming
1: today kind of a deep subject so if you're a person who's really trying to create that active change fix your relationships lose weight earn more money whatever it is that you're trying to work on and you're consciously doing all this great stuff but you're still not achieving it it's because of your subconscious mind so let's talk about some of the games that our mind tricks with us uh with the subconscious mind in play okay so if you actually i think everybody
2: does this one the more I think about it, Nicole, all of us at some level have fear of not being good enough that shows up. And we call that a shame experience where I feel inadequate and not enough. And whenever we are experiencing that fear, we we have a subconscious way to make ourselves feel better. And it involves judgment, looking for the bad in other people. Because if I can find bad in you, then that takes the focus off me. And it also kind of subconsciously makes me feel like the good one. If I can find other people that are worse then I'm good. And, and I think every one of us does this every time you find yourself cr- in criticism or judgment at any level, I think if you look behind it, it's an ego game. That we learned early on that would make us feel better. So
1: sometimes this looks like that self-pity card game. Oh, my life's so hard. And you know what? If this hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't be in this situation. And I wasn't given that opportunity. And I wasn't raised in a family like that. We can, can tell ourselves all these things to justify our position so that we almost feel okay to be there, even though we desperately don't want to be there. Okay. So, so this is kind of a whole nother
2: subconscious program. So the shame and blame game, the one I want everyone to have that one firmly in mind that, that I will judge and criticize to make myself feel better. I think the self pity card game that you just described is one that we use to get out of being responsible for our behavior. I see it a lot When I try to hold one of my kids responsible and I say, you didn't do this, you were supposed to do it and you didn't, they'll say, but mom, I'm having the worst day. You don't understand. I don't have any friends at school and my life is so hard. And they're hoping that we will feel sorry for them enough that we'll then kind of let them off the hook and be lenient about what they didn't do. And Nicole, I remember the day I watched one of my kids doing that and I went, oh my gosh, where did they learn that from? And not. A day went by before I caught myself doing the same thing and realized where they learned it from.
1: Oh, that mirror is so painful sometimes. It
2: is, (laughs) is so painful. But I think that we do this one more than we consciously realize. I think we've learned that if we can get sympathy from someone, they're easier on us. Um, I know sometimes if I have to say no to something and I don't want the person to be mad that I'm saying No. If I can let them know that I'm having a rough time and and there's a reason where I need to choose me this week, then they won't they won't be as judgmental. So
1: I feel safer. Okay, so when at the risk of of you know being even more vulnerable on today's show, this is bringing up a lot of stuff for me today. Um, I have one which is the I'm so overwhelmed game. Well, you know, I'm a single mom and I homeschool and I run, you know, all these businesses and I'm, I'm new in America. Right? and nah, 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 nah. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm doing the best I can. And I do. I, I do that perfect meltdown. Or if you're in America, it, it's a hot mess. Yeah, and it, it is a self-pity card. It is. It it's is. just another way of looking at it. And, of course, it's the more righteous way to look at it, which is, well, you know what? I'm achieving so much because so it's classic arrow, right? I'm achieving so much and that's why I'm overwhelmed. Oh, right. Yeah.
2: So there's this ego payoff in there it. There is isn't it? totally. Oh, look at me
1: and all the stuff I I do. Yeah. So uh, this rings true for squares. It rings true for arrows, uh, diamonds, crosses. And ovals. It's kind of a martyr game, isn't it? It is. I hate that word. I I don't know know if I can own that on radio. (gasps) Oh, that hurts. But it is. It's it's this whole justification. So, look at that. What do you justify to yourself and others under the umbrella of being stressed, tired, overworked? This is what this one looks like. Yeah.
2: You and I have both seen people where where they've been asked to be accountable for their behavior. And and they pull kind of a sympathy, a sympathy. You should feel you should feel bad for me. You should feel sorry for me. You should understand that I'm struggling. And uh, it, it often works in that we kind of let them off the hook. But the thing that it also does is we lose respect.
1: So this is, this makes me think of an email that we received a few months ago. So we publish every single week, um, every Monday on a syndicated article. So hundreds of thousands of people all around the world read our articles. And this woman uh, called, uh, emailed us and said, I really love your articles, but you don't know what it's like. I have this illness and I've got this chronic illness and it's never going to go away. And I don't have any family and I'm debilitated in this way and da, 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 and It was. It was a perfect justification of of why she was not doing all of the stuff in her life and holding up her part of her relationships. Oh, what a big payoff that it gets you off the hook. It gives you excuses
2: to say no to things. Instead of just having the guts to say, I don't want to do that,
1: it it's a, it's a game, isn't this it? This ties into game. that victim mentality as well. Yeah. So maybe you've got somebody in your life or maybe you can own it for yourself and go, I totally play that victim card. That's another way your subconscious mind is playing tricks on you. Now who's it hurting? you it's sabotaging you it's, it's the best form of sabotage and so this is why we have to consciously work on ourselves and then work on our subconscious just as equally and this is why the 12 shape relationship system has been so successful is it actually cracks open this stuff it doesn't just do the surface level okay now this one might be painful too i've
2: got another one that might might trigger some stuff um but it's a game of it's their fault that i can't do this. So it's really a blame game. And I think a lot of us learn this from parents that we saw do the same thing, that nothing was their fault. Well, yeah, I didn't do this, but it was because of this person and that, and this circumstance. And it's always everything else but me. And it's a great game for the ego because we don't have to be responsible. We can be the innocent one all the time if we never take any responsibility. But I'll tell you, it, again, makes people lose respect for you. There's such strength when I see someone vulnerable enough to own their mistake and apologize for it. I see that as
1: so much stronger. Never overlook the power of a sincere apology. Really, that's one of the most amazing relationship tips that we can give. If you can own your stuff, it's everything. This reminds me of one of um, the cases that I have at the moment and we had a session yesterday and the husband's not caring and to to take accountability for everything and so what do you do in that situation where I'm doing my 50% and they're not doing their 50% the subconscious work that needs to be done okay it needs to be done by them but this also helps us intellectually show more compassion and say okay well they must be really scared to be locked in this cycle. So whether this is you or whether this is you being frustrated with somebody who's doing this behavior to you, we want you to step into love instead of judgment.
2: Mm. So I had a client years ago, Nicole, that needed to lose some weight and her doctor kept telling her, you know, this is a big deal. You've got to lose some weight. And she had so many excuses, but the biggest ones were that, well, her family isn't going to eat that way and they wouldn't support me and it won't do any good because they're still going to buy all the unhealthy food. And so it's really out of my control. I can't do it because of all of them. And I think at some level, we all at times play that game where it's not my fault, but it's really hiding our own fear, usually our own fear of failure, that if I try and I might fail at it so it's safer to not
1: eat, to just have an excuse for to keep me from trying. yeah so if you're listening to this today and you're saying yep i'm ready to do this work jump onto 12shapes.com and take that survey, really study that PDF she- sheet there that's there, which is going to teach you about what shape you are. Look at the six minute video and then spend some time, you know, we're all about tools and, and tips on this program. We want you to do this work. So start writing down what policies could I have and then start looking for those resources. You want to be putting um, audio programming exercises. You want to be listening and, and awareness is the big thing, right? Call yourself out on your own behavior. Absolutely. So there's one more I want to make sure we mention.
2: So we call this the you don't love me game. But the way it works is that because we're, we're focused on our own stuff and our own life, we sometimes are selfish and we don't do things to show up for our spouse or the other person in our life. And so we naturally make a story about how you don't love me. And that's why I feel justified in the way I'm behaving. Because you don't love me.
1: Can I I give you a novel of how many relationships I've been
2: in? That you've been in with that one? Yeah.
1: And and as an arrow, I just go, well, they just flake. (laughs) Because it's easier for me to project that.
2: (laughs) But yeah. It totally is. And if you've already got a lot of fear of not being good enough, you already at a subconscious level believe you don't deserve to be loved. Mm. So that you don't love me is something you can project onto everybody. And whatever way they behave, whatever they do you will see it as meaning that you're not loved and it's not very often true they do love you they just don't show it in that particular way that you're you're looking
1: for but it's, it doesn't make it true. So this is where the importance of dialogue is, expressing what is it that you're needing that's truly fair in these relationships. So having that running commentary and the dialogue between you and the people you love. And more importantly, being able to own the fact that these people are running rings around me, trying to make me feel good enough, and I cut them off at the knees and don't allow myself to receive it because I'm stuck in this subconscious programming. So how much of this is, am I creating for myself? Wow. Okay.
2: So one of the things we don't talk about very often on the radio show is all of our coaching programs and uh, the materials that are inside the membership vault. A lot of those are based in a science that we've been using to help reprogram these subconscious policies, and there there's real science and psychology in how these work, and. They are the only way that I have ever found that really can get rid of those fears at the subconscious level. But in order to have access to them, you've got to, you got to commit because it's a process and, and we want to serve you and help you get through that process. Um, but we need you to either be a member and be involved so that we get to talk to you every week or, or come and do some coaching. If you know that a lot of your bad behavior feels out of your control, feels like it's coming without you choosing it. It's just how you respond to life.
1: Then this is the only way through to make some of those big changes. I just want to talk for a moment about the high risk teens that we work with, because a lot of the when we receive these kids into our programs and into the um, into the community, they are in exactly the situation where they are feeling completely out of control with their life. They know they need to be better, but they don't even know where to start. And so many people, when they get stuck in their circumstances in their life, regardless of their age, are actually drowning in a subconscious program and a. And this is where, you know, the tagline of relationship radio, once you know better, you do better. It's absolutely right. We have to retrain and replan these neurological uh, highways in our brain. I think about that. I think about how that default programming, you know, they're literally like the supernova highways in my brain. Before I know it, the brownies in my mouth, because that, that synapse is used to it. So it takes time and people get frustrated with us because they're pretty stuck and miserable when they begin to work with us. But it does take a minimum of 12 weeks to actually rewire the brain. That's what we do here at 12 Shapes is we rewire the neurology. And that's why we're so passionate about it because it works. Oh, it does work.
2: It's funny how often I have clients who say, I'm doing all this homework. I'm listening to the recordings. And I don't know what, you, what you're doing to me, but it's doing something because I just feel calmer and I'm less stressed and I feel happier. And what's really happening is we're getting rid of the fear of failure and the fear of loss, which are the main drivers of our stress and our feelings of being inadequate. We're getting rid of them at the subconscious level. And oh my gosh, that that clarity that comes and how much peaceful life feels when we get those out of the way. It's amazing. So, Nicole, we we have talked a lot about being aware of them. That's the first step. Um, looking at some of your behavior and, and seeing if there's a rule behind it. Is there a policy of some type that's driving the behavior? Another one that we see a lot with our diamond clients is that if I relax at all, I'm lazy. And that's literally a rule they learn somewhere along the line. So they can't watch TV. They can't just sit down and and
1: chill. Because they honestly feel like that affects their value. So that's for all of the shapes that are on the task line. So also for arrows and for ovals, I think, Kim, because they are so performance driven that the more they achieve, the better they feel about themselves. Well, what a completely exhausting and relentless way to earn your value. But we do it well, and we kind of do it
2: too. We've we feel like subconsciously our value comes from our tasks and our accomplishments. And so
1: when things aren't going right, we work harder. Yeah, I just think if I can work harder, let you know, lose more sleep, earn more money, I can finally feel good about myself. But really, that's just a program.
2: It's a it's a faulty thing we picked up that that's the way self esteem is created.
1: It, it's not necessarily a fact, it's just a belief. It's so true. Policy. I wanna take a moment and actually mention our sponsor as well, because this feeds into one of my subconscious programs. So, um, a lot of you know that I love my CrossFit, but I have been a bigger breasted woman for, for all of my life. And I had a story about that. I had a story that if I trained harder, I lost more weight, then, you know, but they don't change. So, one of the ways that I now feel good about myself is I actually found this amazing sports bra from Zaya Active. They're a local company here in Utah but they ship all around the world and they have the most beautiful, amazing workout gear. I've completely changed my workout wardrobe. I love them for supporting bigger women and giving us the confidence that makes us feel good and sexy about ourselves. So if that is something that you're wanting to work on, you're working on your health and you're wanting to feel good about yourself as a woman, definitely go shopping at ZayaActive.com.
2: All right. We have a minute before we got to take a break. Um, let's uh, let's talk for a second about some of the other great resources that you've just put in the vault we've never talked about the meditation uh recordings that you just contributed to that vault.
1: You want to talk about those Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of recordings that we've just included in there. And this has been something that I've been working on for a long time. What are the scripts that the subconscious mind actually needs to hear to believe what the conscious, conscious mind is trying to achieve? How do I actually do that on a subliminal level? So they're really short and sharp meditations. They're not trans or hypnotic. So you can actually listen to them all the time. And the beauty of having it in the community vault is you actually can have it downloaded to your phone and whenever you've got two minutes to yourself you can actually listen to them and the more that you listen the more it's actually reworking because it's specifically designed to retrain that subconscious mind so I always encourage people set an alarm on your phone every single two hours and actually listen to them. They're three and six minute recordings uh, or between that. Uh, I think there's about 15 in there um, that we've uploaded yeah, this week. You
2: put a lot of stuff in there. So that they're not trance
1: like that means you, I could listen to them while I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. and And the whole value of it is that you have them there and you're doing something else. So it's almost in the background. So I like to have mine on when I'm cooking dinner, for example, and when I'm putting my makeup in the morning and when I'm driving to CrossFit. This is kind of how I fit it into my life. And what I find myself doing is the more that I listen to the ones that are most relevant, there's lots of great stuff in there about letting go and choosing to love myself and finally having good, healthy self-esteem and you know, feeling confident, all that stuff. I do over the, the more that I listen to it the more I find myself less critical I'm I'm more in a self-loving place. So the reason that we put those in the vault
2: is we understand that we can teach you skills and tools but until we do something to change
1: the subconscious programming you're kind of going to still be stuck. So this Yes, is I go a great the CrossFit tool. I do the good food. I do the meal planning. I do all of that. But I still wasn't feeling confident. So that's why I needed to do that subconscious work. Awesome. Really important tools. Okay, we've got to take a
2: break. When we come back, we're really going to get into some deep stuff about the stories that you tell yourself and how to change some of those subconscious stories so that you can be happier in
1: your life. Yeah. Stay with us here on Relationship Radio. You're with me.
0: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you a fan of relationship radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life, or struggling with your self confidence, or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up coaching program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one on one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com.
1: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guests today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's one 346 9141 If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio.
1: Welcome back. You're with Nicole and Kim. We've got some great stuff today about the conscious and the subconscious mind and how to actually do this work and get the results that you need. But before you jump into more uh, content, I just want to give out a a shout out to one of our amazing sponsors. We're really lucky that the people that support Relationship Radio really believe in what it is that we do and what Relationship uh, Radio teaches people. But more than anything, they're actually people who have really helped us in our life. And that's why we're so proud to be able to to encourage people to go and and get the help that they need. Need. So, the Freeman Lovell Business and Real Estate Attorneys, you might think that, you know what, I don't need an attorney. Why would I want to have to deal with an attorney? Well, you know what, if you're starting a business or you've got an existing business, your paperwork is actually as solid as what that business is. And a lot of people find out the hard way. Now, Freeman Lovell uh, Business and Real Estate Attorneys, they have really helped us to actually get our paperwork in order so that we're protected and and we can sleep at night Mm. and so we can continue to focus on what we do well. So, if you you are needing that information does it keep you up at night that you know people could come and take this business away from you go make sure your paperwork is absolutely what it should be at freeman level business and real estate attorneys that's FreemanLovell.com. thanks nicole hey
2: we uh, we need to take a minute and talk about our listener of the week because it was actually kylie's letter that sort of prompted us to talk about this topic today so our listener of the week is Kylie Thompson, and she said she sent in a note that said, Thanks, Nicole and Kim, for all your practical advice on Relationship Radio. My question is, I'm trying to change. I read self-help books. I listen to your show every week. But I find that I'm either not strong enough or not motivated enough to follow through and take action to make changes. And I want to be doing better for myself, but I don't know how or why. And, you know, it's always when when there's something that we're stuck, we feel like we have one foot on the gas because we want to go, but we have one foot on the brake because we're scared of something there. So we end up just kind of staying where we are. And and we see this a lot in our coaching clients. They come for coaching, they want to change, but they're not doing the homework. They're kind of resisting. And it's always a sign that there's a subconscious fear in play. So you have to look about what what am I afraid of if i actually did this is going to happen and and sometimes it's i'm afraid if i do it and learn it all then i'm going to have to be responsible for my behavior at a higher level and that is scary i'm not sure i can maintain it maybe i'm safer to just stay kind of at a lower level where i can behave badly than than to try harder to do better and fail at it there's some kind of fear in the way that holds us back a lot of the time from
1: Really, getting what we want. A lot of us also fear change and we, we can be afraid of the hard work as well. And we see that with our coaching clients, that it all just seems too hard. It's just easier to sit here and play small. Well, actually it's not. And if, if ever you don't have enough motivation for yourself, you've only got to look at the people you love about love the most and realize that if you're not your best, you can't be the best 50% of that relationship. And we talk about that a lot here on Relationship Radio. How do I make my relationships better and healthy? You do the work. You're responsible for 50% you are the best 50% every single day that you can do and then things start changing wow that's absolutely true so if if you feel stuck
2: explore what fear could be in the way that's keeping you from doing the actions that you need to move forward and and then look at your subconscious programming to see if you've got a literally a program that's a, a deep rut in your 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 brain, what do we call that? Your neural pathway? Yeah. It's a deep rut. And I've just been stuck in it for so long that anything outside of it feels uncomfortable.
1: And, And we all are a little scared outside our comfort zone. And let's just talk about what that looks like because we might be coasting along really well in our life and then we find that we just fall into a hole. That's a subconscious thing. We were just talking uh, before as we were taking a break um, about you at the moment and that that life is is really doing great in a lot of areas, but there's one area of your life that you just feel like, you know, you've kind of fallen into that pothole and that's when that story comes up again. So sometimes this looks like the stories. So,
2: Nicole, it comes down to we have all these thoughts that go through our head and we take them too seriously. We think that they're truth just because they showed up. But a lot of times they're not truth they're just an idea a belief a policy from long ago in our mind they're they're largely story and and those stories bring up so much emotion with them, especially if it's a story around failure or being abandoned. You, mes- you mentioned pain. the being alone. It's painful. It there is. There's a lot of pain around them, and so our ego can really latch onto that, and we can
1: really suffer. Oh, we over ride these it. Stories. We ride it all the way to the beach. You know, it's yeah. like a wave that overcomes us. So we want to teach you today that your thoughts and um, and even you know the the things that happen in your mind they're like the internet they're not all real they're not true <laughs> they're just not true they show up <laughs> yeah and so you've got to almost think about it do i believe everything i read on the internet well i read very little to be honest with you that i read you know i believe rather um very little i read on the internet well i've kind of got to put that same filter within my own mind that all because i'm experiencing this right now through my mind and my conscious thought it doesn't mean it's accurate Okay, so I mentioned earlier the belief that I grew up with that I need to be married and and have a
2: man by my side for my life to be fulfilled and whole and, and even right for it to be the way it should be. And so I've had to step back and recognize that that's an interesting story. That's an interesting story I've picked up, but I could see all kinds of people around me who are living on their own and they are happy and fulfilled and their life is great and, and nothing is missing. And, and I think, okay, so maybe that's not true. Maybe that's just one idea, but I could choose a different story. I, I could have a different truth because it's all just thoughts and beliefs. And if I chose one in my subconscious mind,
1: I can always choose a different one. I'm, I'm thinking of the speech that we're giving this week. Uh, we have the privilege to serve the LGBTIQ community this week and we absolutely love this community. We serve it um, all the time. And a big part of our speech is to say, well, again, they can have a lot of stories around, well, I've got to be that way. I have to be straight to be happy. I have to, I can't find a partner, all of that kind of thing. So this can show up in lots of different ways. I also worked with a lot of um, people with disability when my time in Australia. And, again, if well, if I hadn't lost my leg, then I would be lovable and I'd be able to have that relationship. Well, it's just a story because you're perfect and whole exactly as you are. So what if your story is that I'm not good enough and in the end, no one will
2: love me? You're obviously going to put that story, you're going to project it onto everybody in your life and you'll literally create what you're seeing, because you, you that story in and of itself will push people away from you. So today, I'd like to step them through a procedure, because this is my favorite part of the show. We want to give you step-by-steps. If you recognize that you're living in a story, you've applied meaning to a situation that isn't necessarily accurate. a matter of fact, Nicole, nothing actually means anything. It's all
1: meaning we apply that's, Things just happen. That's so scary to really get your head around that. Nothing means anything. Nothing means anything, which means that we're all 100% living in delusion. We, we literally attach ourselves to the stories that make us feel good or, or feel bad. So what I love about that, as much as it makes me you know, go for a loop, I love the fact that I have a complete control over my life. Which means if right now I make a different decision around, you know, my relationship status or my weight or my health or, you know, my children, whatever it is, I can then completely change my life. Okay, so
2: I'm going to give you a question that you can ask yourself to check whether you're in story and applying meaning. So this is the question. If I stopped feeding this story and thinking about it and making it true and instead labeled it as inaccurate and dropped it, would a problem still exists
1: okay so we've got a good scenario so let's do the I alone I'm alone okay so you're saying that when I feel I'm alone I'm going to then say right if this is just a story and I'm not going to feed it would I still have this problem in my life would you have any problem if you you all the emotion
2: is coming from the idea that I'm always alone and no one's ever there for me. If
1: you where would you be without that story? A lot more peaceful. I probably would slow down. Yeah. I'd probably dilute a lot of the drama I create for myself. I'd be more grounded, pragmatic, logical. I'd probably show up better for people I love. Yeah. There's you a lot of positive. Self-city. Yeah. So so at this point I've got to go, that's healthier. I want to do this. The next thing is we've then got to take that responsibility for how you're feeling without any blame or anything else. And you've actually got to make the power to change it. So you've got to write down the facts of your situation without any emotion or story. So get back to the facts. What are the facts? I'm safe. I'm healthy. I have two beautiful children. I have great friends. I live in a great place. They're the real facts. Yeah. Okay. So I have to read you this. This is one of my favorite favorite
2: quotes by Wayne Allen and and he's kind of a zen philosopher but he says it's an odd thing that people will be living in a pile of crap and still insist that this pile of crap appeared by magic and had nothing they had nothing to do with their being in it someone else is to blame and someone else should dig them out I love that <laughs> but the real truth is if you are feeling like a miserable victim you're choosing that story. And guys, I I know that sucks to hear, but I have to tell you, I've, I'm there sometimes too. And so is Nicole. We have self-pity story moments. And sometimes you let yourself go there and you have this huge pity party. And then you have to step back and go, okay, where would I be without this story? If my life is just what it is and it doesn't mean anything and the story is out of the picture, aren't you actually okay? And you usually are. Um, I had a really wise person a while ago. I was stuck in feeling deprived that my life isn't what other people get. I'm I'm so deprived. And, and he said, you know, where would you be if you dropped this whole deprivation story and stopped believing that there was ever any deprivation? And you just trusted that this is your perfect classroom and it's actually perfect and here to serve you as it is. Where would you be? Well, all the emotion, all the drama, all of it was gone. And you start to begin to focus on what you're grateful for and what's
1: right in your life. If you can just get rid of the story. So that's our hope for you listening to our show today here on Relationship Radio is that you're actually going to begin to identify these subconscious programs, these policies, call yourself out. Is this story or truth? Write down those facts and regain what the situation perspective. Is
2: without the story. Yeah. Right. The facts. If there's no meaning, what are the facts? You'll be surprised how short and simple the facts actually are. Right. I mean, for you. Yeah. You know, you've been divorced. You've had some men in your life you couldn't count on that's the end do the story at the that's end of the, the day of the
1: story. at the end of the day that that is where it has to end if I want it to grow and develop into something healthier so I've got to drop that
2: story so we have a client that was fired a couple weeks ago from his job and I loved he he said he let us know I'm going through this I got fired but I'm really really trying to not have story around it not letting it mean anything it's just my perfect classroom and I Oh, my gosh, he got through it so balanced in such a good place because he could recognize what would be story and what would be truth
1: so important. And then we have to become accountable, take some action, actually write down as many perspectives and options that you can think of. So we want you to get creative, let your imagination go a little crazy and see all the positive spins that you can actually embrace in the real truth. Well, you know what? I have a lot of time to spend on myself. That's one of the great things about being single, right? Is I get to do my CrossFit and I get to go out with my friends whenever I want. I, I don't have to compromise on the food that I eat. And 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 you know, those
2: men that you couldn't count on that didn't stay in your life, they taught you amazing things about yourself and what you're capable of. And you would never have learned those lessons if you hadn't had that. So you could actually take any situation and write a positive story about why it could be here to serve you and bless you. Completely turn it around, make it into a positive. If you're going to choose a story, you might as well choose one that makes you feel
1: better. So that's the challenge from today's show Kim for everyone who's listening is what story are you telling yourself and what positive spin can you put on it that's actually going to adjust your perspective and what's going to feed your positive mindset because if you're not doing that for yourself and you can't right now because it just feels too hard go and get a group of friends reach out get some like-minded people who are actually going to help you see this situation clearly because if you don't get out of this subconscious programming you're going to stay there. Oh
2: yeah, it sometimes is really helpful to have some objective person. I mean, you and I do that for each other all the time, times right? A day. We coach each other, and I'll, Nicole, are you seeing
1: that this might be in play? And you do the same for me, and it's a huge help. Absolutely. Well, this has been a great show. It's been super fun, far more vulnerable than I thought it would be when I wrote it. But you know what, that's what Relationship Radio is about. It's, it's about us actually teaching you guys from real life experiences. And we do the work. We do it yeah, with and, you. And we None know how perfect. hard
2: it is. We are we don't have it all mastered, guys. We're in the trenches with you to get through all this stuff. So Stay with us. We're going to have more great content next week. We hope you'll join us. Yeah. Thanks for being
1: here. Thanks for joining Relationship Radio. Join us again next week for more relationship skills and advice so you can know better and do better.
0: Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but we'll join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.